Welcome to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast, the podcast that guides those looking for a home that expresses their unique lifestyle to release creative DNA into their project and have it completed while keeping the artistic vision alive. Now, here's your architect creative, J.D. Carling. All right, today is December 16th, 2022. And I am very, very, very excited for you to hear today's episode. I am calling it Art House. And I have a very special guest, Coralie, from the Orlando Museum of Art. She's a close friend of mine for many years. And she has worked as a curator for not only some of the biggest, most important houses in Orlando, and I think even around the world, you've done stuff in people's homes. But she's also curated and helped people that have maybe a small budget or just want to frame one picture, like a family photo or family portrait. And so she has a wide breadth of understanding of what it means to have art in the home. And she's here today to uh, just have fun talking about art, but also clue us into how we can make the custom home experience all that more enriching by having art in the house. And so I guess I just like to open up with a question, Coralie. When people have come to you to ask about having art in their house, what is like the impetus that you feel like people are wanting art in their house for? Sure. Hi, JD, and thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm very excited about this topic because it can go so many directions. As you said, I've worked with all sorts of collectors. I've worked in nonprofit galleries. I've worked in the nonprofit sector as well mm -hmm. with museums. And so different missions, really. When we think about the mission of a museum, that collecting is different from the, uh, the mission of curating for your own home, you know, yeah. and collecting for your own home. And among these many collectors, there's different stories. I think you really need to look at art for your home as part of the portrait that your home ends up being. When you build a home, your dream home, really you want it to be at your image. You want it to be, it's what you're portraying to the world. It's what you're portraying on your street, if it's a custom-built home. Yeah. And then when you enter the home, you want it to carry on that feeling, carry on that message that you're sending about your own personal story. Yeah. So very often, you know, you have different collectors, different budgets. Some of them actually work with an interior designer and some of them don't want that at all. And they work with curators like me mm -hmm. or they, they're happy just collecting themselves, you know, and kind of finding their own ways. And so Orlando, for example, and I'm going to take that example, I've worked with literally various kind of collectors. One of them has collected for two generations already. So there's wealth behind that collection. Yeah. And working with them is very different from somebody who's just starting. And somebody who's just starting is very exciting to see where they're going to go. One of these kind of maybe younger collectors based in town, for example, started about 10 years ago, I would say. That's when I started getting involved with them. And I actually met them through, they went to the gallery where I worked at the time and they needed some framing needs. And that's how we got connected. But then they started collecting pieces from thrift stores, like literally secondhand ah. stores and finding really good prints, sometimes original paintings, things like that, that they liked. I yeah. think that's really important. If you're only starting collecting now and you're collecting for your own home, 
I think it's important that you like what you're buying, you yeah. know, because at the end of the day, you're going to be living with it. So that collector started like this within his own budget. And eventually that gave way to actually buying bigger pieces, yeah. being a little more daring and yeah, yeah. a little more involved in his choices as well. You know, picking pieces that he thought, oh, that's going to look great in that spot. But also I just love it and I yeah. want to show it to people that come to my house. And now with this specific collector, we're going to the next stage, which is really exciting. He's looking at collections that are in the biggest museums in the world, like the Whitney Museum. Oh, wow. And he he wants his collection to be that, you wow. know. So essentially, he's selling now some earlier pieces and buying bigger ones. Mm. And he's kind of investing a lot wow. more in that. You said several things that got my mind going. So there's people who may be building a new house mm -hmm. and they're going to select art right. based specifically on the house. But then there's also people like this person's been kind of stepping up their game mm -hmm. and they're getting nicer stuff. They already have a collection. I believe one time you were telling me you were working with someone that had their collection. They couldn't show all of it at one time. Right. So they had storage. Yes. Have you ever run into like, is it usually offsite or do people like have a specific place in the house that they uh, were storing stuff? Or? So the collectors I've worked with usually have an offsite storage. Mm -hmm. Depending on the value of the work, they have yeah. offsite storage mm -hmm. that is art storage. And if it's lesser valued works, they have climate controlled uh, storage uh, for their collection, mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily an art storage. Yeah. That being said, it's it, to me, it's exciting that they're buying so much that it they can't show it all. Yeah. But at the same time, this, that's frustration yeah. that I actually want to show it all yeah. for them. And they also want that. Yeah. So one of the collectors I work with actually is building several homes and has bought several homes. Uh -huh. Not everyone has that sort of budget, yeah. you know, that you can afford to have five homes, you know, yeah. to show all your entire art collection. Also, they're but, using it as like space to show the art. That's absolutely. So some of these homes mm -hmm. only get used a few weeks a, a year. Yeah. Again, we're talking the collector that's really high end, you know, and uh, has a lot of disposable income to be able yeah. to do that. That being said, that same collector, we've also recurated his home several times. And he's, again, super daring with where we place the art in the home, which is so exciting for somebody who... who like me, who is used to, in the museum world, we hang things at a certain height, yeah. you know, in a certain way, with mm -hmm. a certain lighting, because we want the best display. In a home, you're able to do really crazy, interesting yeah. hanging projects. Thinking about that, I'm like, the home, a lot of the, most of the rooms, even on a nice, like, expensive, oversized home, most of the places have a function. That's and right, yeah. they're like designated for a thing. So you may end up with like, hey, let's go in the kitchen yes. and like display something a certain way. Yes. Do you have any like crazy thing that, oh, that you're thinking yes. about? You look like on your face, you're like, uh. it, well, so it's the word kitchen that scares me. Yeah. <laughs> so because I know about art conservation okay. and, you know, we want to be preserving those pieces for posterity. That's what I do in the art world, mm -hmm. in the museum world. So when I work with a collector, I really want their collection to keep on gaining value, being preserved for posterity, for yeah. themselves, for their children and their children after them. So I know that collectors sometimes when they buy something, 
they also are thinking about their children and whether their children would want to keep the art or if they don't, it needs to be in a condition good enough that it can resell it. So that value is intrinsic to the art piece. So when you're talking about placing an artwork in a kitchen... I'm always really worried about it, you know, and in fact, the collectors I work with, a lot of them have art in the kitchen. It always worries me. So I try and place pieces that are beautiful, but have no value so that should anything happen to them, you know, a kitchen is a very hot environment. There can be spillages, you know, food is not a good thing to mix with art, really. Wine is another thing that you don't want to spill over Paintings, for example, yeah. I mean, and also you try and keep that the temperature constant. If there's too many uh, range of uh, temperatures that's too drastic, it's going to affect your art. It's going to crack a canvas paint. It's going to play on a, even a photo print is going to uh, fluctuate. You don't want too many fluctuations in temperature like that. So the kitchen is always a little tricky for me. I do find that also nowadays homes are a lot more open. Yeah. So you can't really control the kitchen environment, so you know, yeah. with the living room environment, for example. So it's always thinking about things like that. You know, how kitchen smells also invade your home, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. And that residue of yeah. grease potentially. But it's not only the kitchen. You have to think about windows and, uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. The light coming, direct sunlight is kills art, literally. So all those things, nowadays, windows are more efficient in terms of Mm -hmm. you literally know a lot more than I do about (laughs) that. I would think painting wise or like applied media, natural light's not good. But if you've got sculpture... Mm -hmm. Or something like that. So that's a an architectural thing, I think, is natural light is the place for three-dimensional things that the, will need a shadow cast on them mm-hmm. to, like, accentuate or define it. Then maybe a place, I don't want to say darker, but more design lighting, yeah. like a, a device design lighting. Because am I right? There are certain types of lights that are better to put on a piece of artwork. Yes, okay, absolutely. So you can buy custom, yeah. you know, but there's also just regular lights. As long as you're able to control the, call it foot candle, you know, yeah, the yeah. Um, which is uh, like the lumens really yeah. mm-hmm. that is on your displayed art. But I love what you said about the idea of actually using your home the natural light that comes in the home as an architectural element to actually enhance a piece of art. This is actually brilliant. That's what we do with collectors that I work with. They're going to have this beautiful bay window that opens to their backyard. And then right there, they're going to put a sculpture because then there's that environment as well, that idea that you connect the inside and the outside. Some of those collectors also place artworks outside, which is fantastic, you know, and they work with architects like you Mm. to actually make the yard fit the art collection. And I love that. So that's when I have the best time you know working with these collectors is when the home actually is tailor-made for the art I yeah you that can a synergize the landscape yeah. the house and yeah. the artwork yeah. so thinking about that synergy a little bit let's say you're, you're going to do your custom home and you're getting art maybe you already have art but you're mm-hmm. getting art what is a benefit of for someone like because i think some people maybe like the idea mm-hmm of like art in the house like you know it's inspirational but what are some of the things that that inspiration will do for people to have in their home like you have art it can do yeah 
So I think you can start with your art mm -hmm. and actually build the house around the art. Yeah. Literally, I, I mm -hmm. you know, if there's a piece that you love and you know you need a wall for that, make mm -hmm. sure there's walls in your home yeah. as well, mm -hmm. you know. But a lot of modern homes, there's less and less walls. So <sighs> it's difficult to find places to display art. But I think go with something that you love, you know, mm -hmm. that's very important. Something that you wouldn't mind having on your wall all year long, you know, and looking at that piece over the course of several years, especially when it's a piece that's a little more valuable. You can't always change things around. Yeah. I like that idea because when I was getting ready for this episode, I was thinking a lot of people, most people like have a TV room, mm -hmm. even if you're a minimalist person or something, you probably have a TV room. And that's nowadays it's like every second is a new image. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like having three-dimensional art or having a painting in your house, no matter what, is mm -hmm. something that slows your life down, gets you to appreciate something. And then having that same thing there over and over again, I was just talking to Loritz about this. If you read like a Bible verse when you're like 10 and then yeah. you read it when like you're 40, yeah. it means something totally different yes. to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And having that work of art is going to mean something different to you throughout your life of that house. Yes. When you first mm -hmm. move there, it might be about I'm able to get this thing and uh -huh. it's exciting or this is cool. Like it would just yeah. look snazzy yeah. to you. Yeah. Later on, it's going to mean something to you about the things that have happened around it or yes. man during that era when this was made when I got it even if you didn't live then it might mean something different culturally yeah. to you now and so having things that are defined like a baseboard is going to be in your house for yeah. 20 yeah. you know decades right yeah. that might tell you something about the whole volume but having a, a consistent message in your life that yeah. you've picked yeah. you're right. selling yourself yeah. is super powerful I just liked what you said when you were like, it's going to be there for a while yeah. and stuff like that. This is fantastic. I, I absolutely agree. I mean, art is more than just an object. Mm -hmm. You know, you mentioned the baseboard. You're right. Yeah. There's elements of a home that are constant, mm -hmm. but that don't change. Or if they change, it's usually because they get damaged and then you yeah. need to replace them. Art, really, you want it to be that living entity. Yeah. It's almost... A friend living with it's and because it's based on a relationship. I believe art is what makes an, an art piece valuable to me or mm. to someone really like a collector is also that connection. If you love it, that's because you've made that connection yeah. to that piece. You understand it. And very often I would encourage people to only buy what they truly love like this there's of course investment opportunities that yeah. sometimes it makes sense to buy something that then to attach to it's got maybe more decorative value yeah. as well we need to consider that as well a lot of people work with interior designers and they don't know what they like yet and so it's fine to also start with just a generic piece of art they're not as exciting but it's a good starting point and yeah. then it also trains you to know what do you like and how could maybe that generic piece of art that you put on that wall, eventually with living with a few years, eventually you can replace it with something that you've bought while on a trip. You yeah. know, we find that as well. A lot of people love to buy something on trips because it reminds them that notion that it reminds you of moments that yeah. you've had somewhere else maybe, but also within your home. So absolutely, I think it's a living entity. Yeah, I like, so there's, I guess I see... For people to move forward with art in their house, there's kind of two approaches, and I think they're both valid. One is 
I know I want to do something, but you haven't found that it thing yet. Mm -hmm. So you go with what you love, but you design the space knowing that like you're looking for something to put there. I kind of like that because then Mm -hmm. it's like designing it with this like goal in mind. Mm -hmm. Then there's the having this very specific thing, like the house on Betty Street that we did that you came to. Mm -hmm. At that front door, they knew they were going to have, I don't want to call it an altar, yeah, but they had religious figures that were going to go at the front door in this nook. And so that gave us immediately like, Mm -hmm. okay, we want to have light coming across because it was a three-dimensional object Uh through the door and we wanted to make it feel like a cozy place for that thing to sit. And we had a very specific goal that helped inform the architecture already. Mm -hmm. So there's two ways. It's Mm -hmm. like, hey, I like this idea, but you can still design a space that fits a piece of art and Mm -hmm. you might know the size or Mm -hmm. something that you want. Like Mm -hmm. I'd like, on uh, this house we did on Howard Drive, the entrance was a long hallway and it had like all hidden doors in it. So that uh-huh. at the, I think you came by that one too uh-huh. while it was under construction. But we left one panel at the end of the hallway yeah. to uh-huh. put a painting for them. And they didn't have the exact one yet, but uh-huh. they're like, we want to have something that we uh-huh. picked that's important. So that was like two different scenarios where we still were able to use their ideas mm-hmm. about art to. Yes informed uh, and I, I love that because to me really when so you're building a house but you don't want people to remember the walls you want people to remember how it felt yeah. being in the house mm-hmm. right so the way you create the light the way the light you know bathes the objects in the house the way you create your floor plans there's mm-hmm. art to that you yeah. know like literally architecture is an art mm-hmm. so it's how do those two art forms actually best converge to create yeah. What is going to be essentially, I mentioned a portrait of yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, that's literally, that's part of, uh, we spend so much time at home, you know, your home is uh, an aspect of your your personality. It's also what you offer to people who enter your home. So how... It makes them feel too. So yeah. although I don't think all people always think about that first, you know, it is a, an important element. Look at your, before guests actually enter your home, you're always going to be tidying up, making sure it's yeah. clean, making sure, you know, it's, it looks its best. Well, there's that element as well, how that presentation is done, you know, so that people feel something, whether they like your art or not. You said that before and I wrote it down because I wanted to come back to it. So I'm glad you mentioned it. It's like, you could totally correct me on uh-huh. this about what I'm about to say, because I'm sure you know more than me. But like, I think Picasso, when he started deconstructing like cubist type mm-hmm. stuff, he was saying like, I can show this woman or this person or this guitar or whatever from different angles mm-hmm. in one image. And it still will explain to you who they are. So when you said the house is like a portrait, I was like, that's such an interesting thing because you're not drawing your face. Mm-hmm. You could have a portrait of yourself right. a lot of people have like painting in their house because that's like a cool thing to do is a hand painting of yourself but the way you put the creative things that have right. and touched your life in your house is also reminding you who you are but also telling other people that without yeah. just being like here's a picture of me now you could have a picture of yourself right. i went to one guy's house <laughs> and he had a portrait on the wall of yeah. himself as a knight and around it, wow. it said like valor, courage, and stuff like wow. that. He was, he, he was a, a writer. Uh-huh. And I thought that was super interesting that like 
he's writing, so he wanted uh-huh. to remember those things when right. he's writing. Right. It's almost projecting what you want to manifest, yeah. right? But it, you it, could do that great. with a sculpture or you could yeah. do that with any type of mixed media. You can have built in things like doors uh-huh. that are more artistic, yeah. like at Kaya, the Filipino restaurant yeah. we just mm-hmm. did. For them, the stained glass windows are super important. Mm-hmm. So the front door is a stained glass window that looks like one of the churches that they oh, like wow. went when they were growing up in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So they wanted right away for you to know, like, this yes. is the type of yeah. thing that you're going into. So I I think for me, the big takeaway I got today is to influence the architecture of the home, the art and the things that go into it add to the portrait mm-hmm. of who you are. Because I try to tell everybody on the podcast that it's like, the home is basically mm-hmm. like your life story. Like mm-hmm. yeah. you're going to make this room and you're going to, your kid's going to go, they're going to win a trophy for a sports game. They're going to get a degree. You're going to say goodbye to a loved one, mm-hmm. you know, in that house, yeah. most likely yeah. you're going to yeah. have a new year celebration and yeah. it's, that's going to be like the most memorable year of your life. So there's all these like things that aren't necessarily, mm-hmm. you're not going to draw on mm-hmm. the wall. Like, that specific right. thing, but it happens there. It does. And the uh, art is all a part of like mm-hmm. what's going to happen in those things. And so the art as like a portrait, I think that's what you can go uh-huh. to is like intentionally yes. communicating who yeah. you are through the yeah. art. And never forget the the idea of the conversation piece. Yeah. You know, there's mm-hmm. a point, a reason why we call it that. You know, yeah. it's that centerpiece inside the house. Mm-hmm. There could be only one artwork that's yeah. there because it's going to spark something. Yeah. You know, it's going to spark that conversation mm-hmm. between you, your guests, or whoever, yeah. maybe your kids too. And I think depending on how you put that in the house, mm-hmm. where you put it yes. could greatly exactly. vary the conversations yeah. that end up yeah. happening in that house, which is influencing our our worlds. Like yeah. they're all little things where they build up the story of, your family, the story of Orlando, the story of Florida, yes. the story of the world is the things that we intentionally do with what we make with our hands. So absolutely, and and again, that placement of the art is a, can be a direct nod to the architecture. Yeah. I'll give you maybe one last example. Okay. Uh, one of the collectors I work with has purchased a 1920s home in Orlando, in Old Winter Park, actually. Mm-hmm. And it has this beautiful paneling. So he's redone the home, you know, in a, a contemporary way. Mm-hmm. But it has this beautiful wood paneling. And one of the artworks echoed that in a beautiful way. So we actually hung it at probably one foot off of the floor oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> on that paneling mm-hmm. because it looked incredible there. Wow. So that's something I would never do. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I get to do it in homes. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's fun. Cool. Yeah. Well, we're getting close to time for today, but I know you've got some interesting things coming up that we were talking about before the yes. show. Yes. Can you tell us a little so bit about sure. that? So sure. I'm very excited. In the fall at the museum, we're going to be working on a punk exhibition. Mm-hmm. So it's not just punk for the sake of punk. It's actually looking at the creative uh, life of punk behind. So we're looking at the uh, graphic design of posters, those flyers that were wallpapering cities and clubs, you know, yeah. in the 70s. But we, we're also looking at punk fashion with Vivian ba- Westwood's fashion and Sheila Rock photography as well. Wow. So I'm very excited about that, bringing the creatives of Orlando together to have a look at that exhibition, which will also have a musical, of course. I'm uh, very, yeah. I'm very excited. But when you told me about it, I was like, I have to go. Yes, <laughs> to this yes. Absolutely, you have to. It'll yeah. be fun. Well, Coraline, thank you so much for coming thank today. You. I feel like I have a, a 
a close friend and a celebrity. Ah, you're <laughs> sweet. No, you're the, you're the one. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. This is fantastic. Uh, thank I'm you, Coralie. I'm excited to see what you created. Yep. So if you want to see Coralie, go to the Orlando Museum of Art. And there's, between the time that this comes out and now there's a bunch of more shows, but the fall of 2023 is going to be the punk exhibit. Does it have a title? Did you tell me the title? Uh, so it, it's yeah. torn apart uh, okay. and we are excited to collaborate with the biggest names in the punk collecting industry. Who is the, the British designers. person? So Malcolm Garrett yeah. is the British designer mm. of the Buzzcocks, Duran Duran. He's going to be um, included in the show. We're working directly with him. He's also the biggest collector of Vivian West Wind Punk oh, wow. Fashion. That's so cool. So we're working with them, but the rest of the collection comes from Andrew Cravine, who is a, a British collector based in New York. Wow. Well, thank you so much. And if you're listening to this, maybe we'll see you at the um, punk <laughs> exhibit <laughs> yes, at Orlando come. Museum of Art. Thank you, JD. All right. Thank thanks. you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. If you are ready to start your journey of a lifetime designing and building a custom home or project, sign up for a free consultation at ca-rd.com today. We look forward to the journey together and making something unique for you and your family. If you have any topics you want to discuss or questions about your custom home design for future episodes, send us a message via our website, ca-rd.com. And again, join us next time for another episode of the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast.